Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Rockets fired into Israel by Palestinian militants, retaliatory airstrikes on Gaza by Israel. It's a depressingly regular feature of the often explosive relations between the two sides. But what's happening today has taken that violence to a new level. With Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard, Israel is at war. People are dying And the situation, as many are referring to it as unprecedented. So it is something that we are going to at least try to unpack here over the next few minutes, at least bring you the basic information, and then we will follow this as we are moving forward. Um, Someone in our chat just said, I had no idea this was going on until about five minutes ago. I've been on a camping trip with my son. Well, I think many of us did not know this was going on. Maybe it's probably been within the last hour or two where I think most people are starting to realize what is happening. But if you're just tuning in, Israel is at war. That's not me saying that. That's the headline saying that. That's a number of other people saying that. So this is an important situation. But before we go back and listen to this entire report, before I've got another report, queued up. I've got news article after news article after news article. Before we look at this in any further detail, let me just tell everyone what we need to do right here is we need to exercise discernment. We need to exercise caution. We need on one hand not to fall for sensationalism, hyperbole, exaggeration. On the other hand, we don't need to just ignore it and not pay any attention to it, right? So I, I, what I want to try to do is try to get everyone a more balanced view, okay? Now, a lot of a lot of how you are going to approach Israel at war has a lot to do with your your eschatology, how, how you perceive Israel's significance, the nation of Israel, its significance in biblical prophecy. Obviously, there's two basic streams of theology, and you're very familiar with these, right? One stream of theology, obviously their eschatology says, the nation of Israel is absolutely the key to biblical prophecy. Follow what's happening in Israel, and then you'll see where we are in the biblical timeline of eschatology and what's coming next. Watch Israel. That's one stream, right? That say, watch Israel, watch Israel. There's another stream that says, no, 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 no. The nation of Israel, they did not keep the covenant. God basically is done with them. They were replaced basically by the church. Spiritual Israel, not national Israel. It may be an important thing from like just a news perspective, maybe something going on in world events, but it has no significance on, you know, biblical prophecy. We're in the millennium now, all right? Or or Christ came back in 70 AD if you're an extreme preterist. Depending on your, so depending on your eschatology, you'll look at this and just kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, whatever, or you're going to be like, oh, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? So what I want to try to do is to try to tell you, here is how you should approach it with being calm, but being, but being very thoughtful and paying attention to what is happening. No matter what your view is on biblical prophecy. I, I always say this and I know, you know, maybe, 
maybe it's a a little bit I, I don't know how you may uh how you may feel about it but I've been saying this a good portion of my Christian life um I I always tend to say Look, no matter what your your view is on biblical prophecy, no matter what your view is on eschatology, if the dome of the rock explodes, you may want to think about reconsidering your your views on biblical prophecy, right? Because that's the Temple Mound, and that has to go really in a sense before the temple is rebuilt. Like I always say, that if the dome of the rock goes, then I I don't know whatever my view is on biblical prophecy at that moment. I think I'm going to probably change my perspective. But I, I just want us to just we're we're gonna have to just be very careful because I guarantee you it's not gonna take long, and there's gonna be podcast after podcast saying. This this is this, and this is a fulfillment of this, and this is this. And I've watched this my whole Christian life. I watched this during Desert Storm. Oh, this is this is the, this is the beginning of the end. I saw that in two thousand three when we invaded Iraq. I, I saw this with the war in Afghanistan. We've seen a little bit of this with Russia invading Ukraine. We every time something happens, everyone comes and starts grabbing scriptures and starts saying this is a fulfillment. Just be careful with all of that. By all means, listen. By all means, take notes. By all means, listen to everyone's perspective. But just don't jump to conclusions. And a lot of this, we have to wait and see. In the meantime, obviously, we want to pray for people dying. All right, we don't want anyone dying. I mean, that's always a horrible part of war. But Israel is at war. So we're going to listen to this. We're going to try to gather as much information. And then I'm just going to try to offer lots of words of caution here, not to jump to any conclusions. But here is uh, one report. This is from the BBC News. This uh, just dropped uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, a couple of hours ago. Here we go. Hello and welcome to NewsHour from the BBC World Service, coming to you live from our studios in central London. I'm Julian Marshall and today's programme is dominated by the unprecedented assault on Israel by Hamas militants in Gaza. Rockets fired into Israel by Palestinian militants, retaliatory airstrikes on Gaza by Israel. It's a depressingly regular feature of the often explosive relations between the two sides. But what's happening today has taken that violence to a new level, with Hamas launching what can only be described as an offensive against Israel. Since dawn, the militant group has fired hundreds of rockets into Israel with explosions on the streets of Tel Aviv and Ashkelon. Dozens of gunmen are said to have crossed the border on motorbikes and have been roaming the streets of the Israeli town of Sderot, about a kilometre from the border with with, uh, Gaza, shooting randomly at civilians. There are also reports of military vehicles being attacked and Israeli soldiers and civilians being kidnapped and taken into Gaza. At least 22 Israelis are reported to have been killed. Israel has responded by placing its troops in the south of the country on a war footing. Reservists have been called up, while those airstrikes against Gaza are underway, with the Israeli government warning Hamas that it will pay a heavy price for its actions. Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has called it a war against Israel, but a war that Israel will win. 
Citizens of Israel, we are at war, not in an operation or in rounds, but at war. This morning, Hamas launched a murderous surprise attack against the State of Israel and its citizens. We have been in this since the early morning hours. I convened the heads of the security establishment and ordered, first of all, to clear out the communities that have been infiltrated by terrorists. This currently is being carried out. At the same time... Okay, now, a couple of things. Yes, Israel, Gaza, Israel, Hamas, Israel, and conflict. That is a normal part of that world. We know that. So it's easy that anytime one little thing happens, everyone jumps to conclusions and like, this is it. Biblical prophecy is being fulfilled. And that's why you always have to be calm and wait because sometimes you're like, oh, this, I mean, it's building, it's building. And, and you are waiting for like the explosion and then nothing really happens. But almost everyone is like, wait a minute, this is unprecedented. The level of the things that are happening. And that report came from earlier this morning, because the numbers now, depending on where you're looking, I'm looking at one report, at least 100 killed, 900 wounded. Another another report, Israel, Gaza latest, 198 killed in Gaza as Israel uh, responds to Hamas attack that left 100 dead. So that would probably be 100 dead in Israel, 198 in Gaza. Hamas fighters have crossed the border into Israel after an early morning barrage of rockets from the Gaza Strip. Israel has called up reservists and is striking targets in Gaza as Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says we are at war. All right. And I'm I'm just reading. I mean, there are so many things. And I'm just going to read like I'm just going to go through a, a barrage of headlines right here. Unprecedented raids by land, sea and air. Fighters use motorized paragliders, right? Over 5,000 rockets fired. We are being slaughtered. Netanyahu vows revenge. Graphic scenes. World is in shock. Israel at war. Hamas surprise attack. At least 100 killed. 900 wounded. Many hostages taken. Those are all just the breaking headlines that I'm looking at on just one site right now. So I, I, I like, there's no way to just say, oh, well, just business as usual. Let's just carry on today. Let's act like nothing is going on. No, you need to be paying close attention to what is developing. You probably, I don't know if you subscribe to news podcast, you need to be listening. You may need to pay close attention to what is happening. I'm going to follow this as I'm going to follow it closely. How many times I turn on this microphone to talk about it, I'm going to try to use discretion, right? I don't want to just sensationalize this. But ladies and gentlemen, Israel at war, people are dying. You got attacked by, I mean, just again, that one headline. Uh, Unprecedented raids by land, sea, and air using paragliders. Motorized ones, like what in the world is is going on? This this is not this to me. This is what it feels like. This is not again a dogmatic assertion. This is this is me speaking from just a feeling. This feels like something much bigger than what we have typically seen. Again, the BBC is referring to it as unprecedented. Um, again, another see another which which source is this? Another source, NBC News, is referring to it as unprecedented. Uh, Hamas claims responsibility for the unprecedented assault, which the militants said involved 
5,000 rockets and infiltration across the border. So it's not just firing rockets. They're infiltrating across the border. People are being shot and killed. I'm looking at the explosions. I'm looking at the destruction. It definitely seems bigger than, than normal. And, and what we always have to look at when we look at what's going on in Israel is who else, like right now, is this a short-term thing? There's like kind of an explosion of violence, an explosion of different operations, and then it just, it's over as fast as it began, or does it become something that's prolonged? And if it becomes something that's prolonged, then you start looking who else gets involved? Who else gets involved? Does Iran get involved? Does the United States get involved? Even if it's, in a sense, by proxy, where we're just supporting this way or that way, because once other people get involved, even again, if it's not directly, even if it's indirectly, that sometimes prolongs the conflict. And as the conflict is prolonged, then when, when, when does it cross the line? When, when, when do we go from, okay, this is news, this is violence, this is death, this is destruction, this is horrible, just from a purely pragmatic human perspective, right? When does it cross the line? And you're like, ladies and gentlemen, we're now entering into biblical prophecy. Now, again, some would say, no, there is no biblical prophecy. Israel is done. It's been replaced by the church. I'm very familiar with that perspective. But I, I again, I know I say it. Some people think I say it in jest, but I always say, you can think whatever you want, you know, once once things move towards Jerusalem and once the, the if the Dome of the Rock goes, that's that's when I always say, I don't know. I don't care what my view on, on biblical prophecy is at that time. I'm going to stop what I'm going to do and I'm going to pay close attention. Let's listen to the rest of at least this report. I have ordered an extensive mobilization of reserves and that we return fire of a magnitude that the enemy has not known. The enemy will pay an unprecedented price. In the meantime, I call on the citizens of Israel to strictly adhere to the directives of the army and home front command. We are at war and we will win it. And a short while ago, I spoke to Amiche Chikli, who is the Minister of Diaspora Affairs and a member of Israel's governing Likud party. So early in this morning, Hamas terror organization opened a barbaric and horrific attack um, killing, kidnapping uh, civilians. Um, we are now um, gathering the army. We're calling the reserves, and we are uh, in a war against Hamas. We are going to win this war. Hamas is going to pay a very heavy price for his crimes, crimes against humanity. Um, this is a barbaric organization, terrorist organization, and Israel has the full right to protect itself in the most severe and the most uh, extreme way that, that is possible. And what will that involve? I mean, you've said Israel is at war. Um, what does that mean? All means, all means are relevant. All means are legitimate against this barbaric and horrific attack towards innocent civilians, women, children, this is a barbaric organization, and he's going to pay an extremely heavy price for his crimes. So your response is not going to be limited, therefore, to airstrikes on Gaza? It's not going to be limited. It will take the time it's needed, every time that it's needed, 
to bring Hamas on its knees. But could you explain further what you mean by that? It's early to explain exactly what does it mean, but we have one mission, and the one mission is to destroy the terror organization of Hamas and to win this war. Israel seems to have been caught unawares. This is a very bad situation at this moment, but we are gathering our forces. We will hit back. We will hit back very bad. We will bring Hamas down. We're going to win this war. And you can see there, I mean, they're basically, hey, we're at war and we're not, we're all operations or all options are on the table. Um, I, from my understanding, this is being called Operation Swords of Iron. Operation Swords of Iron is my understanding. Um, a, the, the, a report, uh, I'm, I'm going to quote, a barrage of rockets slammed into southern and central Israel Saturday morning as Hamas terrorists infiltrated the country and took over southern Israeli towns. Now, that's the first time I've seen that report that literally Hamas terrorists infiltrated and took over southern Israeli towns. Remember, I have no obviously a way to individually uh, verify this, so I can't independently verify this in any way, shape or form. So please, please do due diligence, check multiple sources, do not jump to conclusions but again, this situation, I will say, I believe, is unprecedented, and it's reaching a level that at least I I am not recalling immediately in my mind in my lifetime. Now, I'm not saying—that doesn't mean it's going to turn into something bigger. It, this could be just a, a massive explosion at once, and then it's all it all goes away. But it's just starting to feel like something bigger is at play. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu— said, the page just refreshed, said that Israel is at war. Since this morning, the state of Israel is at war, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said shortly after the IDF declared Operation Swords of Iron. At least 100 people were announced dead by early evening and more than 900 wounded. Um, among them, and then they start naming some people who were killed. They start naming some of the areas. I'm seeing some of the photographs. Um now, at this point, there are only 2,000 rockets had been fired. Now that number is up to 5,000 rockets had been fired. Shelters were opened across the country. Um, you see, some places are without electricity. Um, they're, they're urging residents to stay in protected areas, avoid approaching the scene, and refrain from touching rocket rem remnants uh, that may contain explosives or similar hazards. The public is ur urged to follow the instructions of the Home Front Command to stay close to protected areas, and residents of the Gaza periphery are requested to stay indoors, the army requested. All right. Um, I'm looking here. There's just so much going on, so much going on right now that it's hard to even keep track of everything. Um, I'm looking here. Let me see here. I'm looking at another site. Um Let's see here. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. Hang on. Here's a uh, headline here. We are being slaughtered. Israelis cry for help as Hamas militants break into homes. 
Israeli citizens pleaded uh, for help Saturday as Hamas launched some 2,500 rockets. Please note, see, depending on the hour of the report, at first it's like 800 rockets, 900 rockets, 1,000, 2,000. Now it's up to 5,000. So obviously it, it, it started, reports started coming out, and then more reports came out as, and the situation was still underway. It was still ongoing. All right. It says, um, we'll say at this point, more than 500 Israelis were reported wounded. Now that's up to 900. Uh, 40 were killed. We know that's now over 100 were killed. Um, I think 198 has been killed in uh, Gaza. Israeli uh, police estimates there were 60 terrorists in 14 locations throughout the country. And at least two towns, Israeli civilians were also held captive by terrorists. All right. Israelis living in the south are begging the army to send security forces saying saying they're desperate for help. We are being slaughtered. There is no army. It has been six hours when Israeli and and uh, a, a southern part of the country said people are begging for their lives. All right. Uh now, Tel Aviv seems to be a major part of where a lot of this is occurring. It seems to be. I've not, I, I would have to try to get a map and look at all the locations to see, like, is there a, is there a direct place? Like, okay, is the offensive happening in this area? And what is their ultimate goal? Is their ultimate goal only just to, to kill chaos, destruction, or do they have a specific military strategic target in mind and where will Jerusalem play in all of this? Those are questions I have currently. Let's let's listen to a little bit more of this report. Is there fighting ongoing, Minister? Yes, the fighting is ongoing around Gaza Strip. Uh, but is there fighting still going on inside Israel? In some of the villages, yes, we're getting control step by step and preparing for attack. Because um, reports we've had uh, and backed up by uh, videos posted on the Internet show uh, pickup trucks with uh, Hamas militants uh, roaming Israeli towns and villages. Is that still going on? We're now in fighting in some of the villages around the Gaza Strip. More and more forces are uh, going to the southern border. And we are getting prepared for the offensive against Hamas. That was Amit Chai Chikli, who is the Minister of Diaspora Affairs and a member of the governing Likud party. Now, my my feelings are, you know, Hamas took their, their best shot. They took their best shot. They launched this massive offensive. And now... Now what we're going to watch is now the retaliation. Now we're going to uh, look at Israel launching their offensive. Now, how how far does Israel take this? I mean, if, at least from these government officials who have spoken, it's going to be an unprecedented response. It's going to be it's going to be massive. Now, that's where you have to look and see who else possibly gets involved, because Israel typically responds, you know, I'm just throwing out like a random number. Like you throw out, you throw out an attack at a level three and Israel responds with, you know, a level six that they, they come back twice as hard. And so that's sometimes 
greatly bothers countries around. And I'm like, well, how dare you do that? Um, you can get into all of the political, the politics of that and the good, the bad and, and all of that. You can, you can, you can have that argument with yourself. But, um, it sounds like a relatively, again, it's going to be a very serious situation moving forward. Do they, does Israel just respond? And then Hamas is like, okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're done for now. We're done. We're done. We're done for now. And that's the end. Or they seem to indicate we're going to go to try to basically bring this organization to its knees. We're going to try to just wipe it out. So like, how long does that take? What does that mean? What is that going to look like? Escalation. So, so here's de-escalation is then we're, we'll kind of sit back and go, okay, horrible, horrifying that people died, right? But de-escalation, all right. Escalation is where you start thinking, okay, where does this lead to something related to biblical prophecy? Again, I think it's going to require much more escalation before we get there. But but I I, I guarantee you that probably within... 72 hours, if not less, many people who are who who broadcast about biblical prophecy and biblical prophecy podcast and biblical prophecy writers, things are going to start pouring in and a lot of people are going to make lots of claims. Now we've watched this happen over claims happen in many cases nothing ever comes of those claims. Do not jump to any conclusion. Maintain a level head. Maintain just watch it unfold. Do your due diligence. Get get information from multiple sources. Don't jump to conclusions. Avoid conspiracy theories and don't rip scriptures out of context. Okay? Try I'm trying to trying to I want to keep people somewhat, you know, grounded here and 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 to to try to you know keep them from from jumping to conclusions where they should not now i have another report here i don't have this queued up so give me just a second well uh, i'll probably have to jump and skip through some commercials but just give me a second we'll listen to another report all right give me one second Israel's prime minister says the country is at war. That after a series of attacks and calls from Hamas for support throughout the region. It's unknown yet how many people are injured or dead. I'm Scott Simon. I'm Aisha Roscoe, and this is Up First from NPR News. Now, did you hear that? Hamas calling for support around the region. See, there you go. See, that's that's the thing I keep looking for. When 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 the, when other if anybody else gets involved, that's the escalation. If it just stays Hamas in Israel and everyone else kind of stands back, then I think it will be ugly. It's going to be violent. It's going to be destructive. But then I think it'll 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 deescalate just because I think Israel will overwhelm Hamas. And, and begin to wipe them, you know, off the face of the earth would be my feelings, um, because I think obviously Israel maintains far superior power in this particular case. But if other people get involved, that's when it goes from de-escalation to escalation. Let's see how they report on this. All right, here, let's let's continue. <laughs> The time has come to draw the line for the enemy to understand their time is up and they can't keep going without consequences. That's a Hamas leader as broadcast by Al Jazeera. We'll have the latest from Israel and reaction from elsewhere in the region. And more aid to Ukraine is held up as House Republicans struggle to find a new speaker. How's that affecting the Ukrainian resistance? 
So please stay with us. We've got the news you need to start your weekend. All right. Someone is reporting in chat that has Hezbollah uh, has also fired rockets. So we'll, we'll see. Well, again, don't want to jump to any conclusions. We just we, you can research that, verify if Hezbollah fired any rockets. What does that ultimately mean? May be insignificant. May not mean anything other than for the people who face the consequences of the rocket wherever it landed and whatever destruction it did. But it may not have any significance to this being a bigger situation. Again, we want to maintain a level head. We want to just see where this goes. Let's see how NPR, um, I think they're getting ready to go to a commercial, so I'll have to fast forward through that. But let's see. All right, here we go. This message comes from NPR sponsor, City. They're not an airline, but their network connects... All right, I told you. I told you they were getting ready to go to one. All right. As soon as they come back in, we'll come back in and we'll follow it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they... At least the initial report. We'll see what the initial report is. Right, here we go. Oh, no. They're doing multiple, multiple ones. They're doing multiple ones. All right, we'll see. We're going to we're continue to follow this. These developments happen almost in real time. I probably could sit here all day. Again, I'm going to I'm going to Hang on. Here we go. Okay. All right. Well, I'm trying to wait. I want to start saying something, but I know as soon as I do, we're, I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> so, right, here we go. This message comes Oh, man, another commercial. All right. It's only like a four, it's only like a 10 minute report. They're going to have more commercial. The, the commercials are going to be longer than their actual report. Right. Here we go. Yeah, it's only like, I mean, actually, it's probably only like a five minute report. Okay. Here we go. First to Israel and the violence filling the air there. There have been barrages of missiles from Gaza towards central and southern Israel and Israeli strikes in response. Militants have also been spotted on paragliders as well as infiltrating through the Mediterranean and driving trucks on land. And Daniel Estrin joins us now from Tel Aviv. Daniel, thank you for being I'm told you're moving to a bomb shelter now. Yeah, I'm, I, I may be able to uh, speak to you from a, of a reinforced room here if we do hear air raid sirens. But uh, for now, things are quiet here in Tel Aviv. Well, tell us what it's like uh, in Israel and throughout. Oh, I mean, for hours there have just been shocking scenes that have shocked Israelis and Palestinians who I've spoken with, and this is still unfolding. Uh, and it started this morning early when heavily armed Palestinian militants in Gaza uh, flew across the border on paragliders. They swam through the Mediterranean Sea. They drove over land with pickup trucks through Israel's fortified border fence, and they infiltrated uh, several Israeli military camps and at least five Israeli communities near Gaza where there are gun battles now with Israeli forces. Uh, that's including the town of Sderot, which uh, we're hearing from Israeli public broadcasting. There are at least 10 bodies now covered on the ground. Uh, NPR spoke with a social worker in that town, Daron Shabti. He was speaking from his uh, family's reinforced shelter room. They were He was there with his wife and his baby. They said they ran out of formula for the baby. They turned off all the lights in the house. Here's what he said. That's the situation. They're all they're always outside. They're, they're fighting like, every once in a while. And they, they suction out, stay food, stay home. Not going outside, not uh, don't uh, not opening open the windows, etc. 
And so at the very same time, you have this other kind of attack, which is thousands of rockets fired from Gaza toward southern and central Israel, toward Jerusalem, toward Tel Aviv. And here's what I recorded this morning in Tel Aviv. All right, before we hear what he recorded, uh, he said fired towards Jerusalem. All right, now that was early this morning, so I haven't heard anything else. It seems Tel Aviv is where I keep seeing most of the reports, and then a lot of the smaller towns in that region where you're getting people supposedly being kidnapped and and they're crying for help and security forces need to come in. But again, this uh, seems like all the early reports were on the attack from Hamas, being launched from Gaza, and then them coming across the border. Now, I don't know how much Israel has responded up to this point. What I think we're going to see is we're going to transition, and now we're going to see Israel's response. Israel's response. Now, once Israel responds, then then I think we're, we're going to have a period of time where, okay, now what? Now what? Does does Hamas try to launch back? Do they try try anything else? Does anyone else get involved or does everyone kind of go, then you're kind of at a stalemate and you're like, okay, well, you've lo- you took your best shot. We took our best shot. And now everything just goes, we, we see that a lot in, in that part of the, of the world where that happens, like boom, an attack, boom, and a response. And then, okay. And then, and then everyone thinks this is it, this is it. And then, and then everything just goes back to normal. All right. Or as normal as it can be in that part of the world. However, this is going to be a different situation. That's why you cannot jump to any conclusions. I can't, that's not. That's why you can't say, oh, this is it. This is it. Biblical prophecy is about to be fulfilled. You, you can't do that. You got to maintain a level head and just let it play out in time. Watch and see. Let's listen to the rest. Let's see what he recorded uh, this morning. So Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said, quote, we are at war. Uh, Israel has launched strikes on Gaza. But the things that we are seeing from Hamas, videos that NPR has not independently verified, but uh, it appear to show soldiers killed, Israeli soldiers mm-hmm. taken hostage. That's what Hamas is claiming. It's, it's a severe kind of attack that uh, is really striking for people here. And any thinking, Daniel, as to why the strike has been launched now and and how is it that Israel was caught by surprise? It is a major question. How could Israel be caught uh, unawares this way? I mean, it's happened. Actually, I've kind of asked myself this question. Not only how was Israel caught off guard, how was I caught off guard, right? Because I I try my best to keep up with world news. And a lot of times you kind of see the tensions build, right? You start saying, ooh, there's something happening here. Okay, all right. And you almost want to turn on the new, you turn on the microphone, at least as a broadcaster, like everyone, get a map. I always, I used to tell people all the time, you should have a world map somewhere in your home. All right, you need to go focus, all right? You put a thumbtack right there, right there near Israel. Watch Tel Aviv, watch the border here, watch Gaza, because something's about to happen. Something's about, tensions are mounting. Typically, 
That's how it kind of works. You kind of see it. It starts with little things and it starts building. And then everyone starts speculating. Oh, this is going to turn into something huge. This is going to be big. And then this is going to have, and then everyone had like starts laying out their, they're like, they start grab a piece of paper and they're like, here's the next six things that's going to happen. And then the rapture will occur. And then the antichrist will be revived. And everyone just starts going crazy. In this case, it's like, just like, I mean, I, I knew I'd heard some certain reports that little things were kind of happening over in Israel. And I think at one point I, I thought about doing a broadcast about it, but it just felt like, ah, that's probably overreacting. But I, 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 I still never felt like something big was going to happen. I, I think I was just going to say, Hey, we got some, some things kind of developing over here, but I still, I did not really see it. And the next thing you know, I wake up and it's like, what is happening so I, I think everyone is caught off guard by this. And I think we're caught off guard, not just because there's tensions or violence, just because of this sheer level of this. How many people have been killed? How many rockets have been launched and land, sea, air? It's like, that is what is a little bit startling this time. Happening on a major Jewish holiday today, and I'm hearing a lot of comparisons here to what happened 50 years ago and a day ago on another Jewish holy day, Yom Kippur, the Yom Kippur War broke out uh, 50 years ago, also a surprise attack on Israel. So we're hearing a lot of comparisons to that. And uh, we're also hearing from a top Hamas militant commander who says these attacks were in response to Israeli, quote, desecration of the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem. This is a, a major contentious religious site. Uh, holy to Muslims, also revered by Jews as the Temple Mount. And this week we've seen a lot of Jewish religious ultra-nationalists visit that site. So this is not coming out of a, of a vacuum. We've, we've seen recent weeks. Did you hear that? The Temple Mount. See, I knew there were some tensions that had been building around the Temple Mount. And that's what I was going to kind of report on, right? Because we've been dealing with dispensationalism. And I thought, you know what? I'll just, I'll just add this to the discussion. Hey, whenever we talk about the Temple Mount, we talk about dispensationalism and Israel being separate from the church and that Israel could be key to biblical prophecy and those types of things. Well, look, look what's happening in real time. There's conflict happening at the mosque right there on the Temple Mount. This is a serious situation. All right, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, look, please note, this is possibly what they're calling a direct response. I mean, look at how big the response is because they feel the mosque has been desecrated. Well, that's, that's a, a serious situation. But it brings Jerusalem right into focus. It brings that particular area right into focus. This is the things those who love biblical prophecy will focus on. I'm not saying we jump to any conclusions. I'm, we're nowhere close to that. Right now, this is an, just a, a, you can just look at it right now as a, an area of conflict between two groups, Israel and Hamas, and that there's violence occurring. And right now you can just step back and see it from that perspective. But when you start hearing Jerusalem, you start hearing the Temple Mount, you start hearing, you know, comparisons to things that happened, you know, 50 years ago. Well, then you start going, wait a minute, this may be a little different this time. And that's what we'll have to wait and see. Weeks of violent clashes along the Gaza border and, uh, and also violence in the West Bank. And here's Daniel Astrin in Tel Aviv. Thanks so much, Daniel. You're welcome, Scott. 
And that was their report. So their report was, again, their commercials were almost longer than their report. So <laughs> that's that's there. I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. I could continue to play reports for you. Um, I would just tell you, pay attention. Israel is seems to be at war. At least they, they're stating that they are at war. Benjamin Netanyahu is saying they are at war. Um, people are definitely have died. We have somewhere... I, depending on how you read the reports, 198 dead maybe in Gaza, 100 dead in Israel. I don't know how many people have been taken captive. I don't know how many soldiers have been captured. I don't know. I don't know the numbers there. Um, we have ro- over 5,000 rockets that appears to have been fired possibly from Gaza into Israel. I, I, right now, I, it, I'm kind of waiting to see how Israel is going to respond, what they're going to do. The current time... In Israel, the current time in Israel is, give me one second. Uh, let me look at it. All right, hang on. Someone is posting in the uh, in the chat. Hang on. Current time in Israel is, it's 6.31 p.m. currently in Israel. 6.31 p.m., so we will see how things proceed as we move into early evening, late evening, and then overnight. Now, what will be night for us will be morning for them. This all started in the morning for them. So we'll see. Um, all right. Someone just is reporting the Taliban is asking Iran, Iraq, and Jordan for uh, access through to attack Jerusalem now. All right. See that? That's what we're looking for. Well, we will see. Is is we we've got to just watch this. We just we have to watch this again. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but that does sound bad. So, I, for me, from a biblical, just thinking of it from a a, a biblical perspective, right? It, again, I understand different streams of theology, different streams of eschatology. I'm acknowledging both streams, right? I'm acknowledging that. So I don't need anyone to correct me. I'm very familiar with the amillennial, spiritual Israel, national Israel's done. We're in the millennium now. Israel's basically been replaced. I'm very familiar with that world of theology. I'm also very familiar with the world of theology that says God is not done with Israel. Israel is the key to biblical prophecy. So I understand both. But I'm saying if I hold, if I'm going to look at this from a God is not done with Israel and Israel's this key to biblical prophecy, well, then we're going to watch Jerusalem and we're going to watch Jerusalem closely. We're going to watch the Dome of the Rock. We're going to watch there the Temple Mount. We're going to watch that entire area and we're going to see. Whatever your view is on biblical prophecy, I would say this is a significant global event. Let's watch it. Let's pray for people's lives. Let's pray that no one has to, any more people have to die and property does not have to be destroyed. But let's watch this carefully, cautiously. And when you start seeing all the reports come in from people trying to say, see, this is a fulfillment of this or a fulfillment of that. Be very careful. If someone declares something as a fulfillment, let's be very careful and make sure that it's an actual fulfillment. Because so many times I've been told this is a fulfillment of this, this is a fulfillment of this, and then nothing happens. And I'm like, well, if that was a fulfillment, it should have led to this and nothing literally transpired or nothing happened or it didn't even come close to meeting what they were claiming it was a fulfillment of. 
So just don't allow yourself to be manipulated by those who will then turn to the Bible for some of this. By all means, listen to what they have to say. By all means, they may have greater insight. They may see something that we are missing. But at the same time, don't allow yourself to be manipulated and don't just think it's the end is here in 15 minutes. But I will tell you, I definitely have a different feeling this time. There's a different feeling. Now, feelings are not, do not in any way indicate truth or a reality. Feelings are feeling. Feelings can mislead. But I'm just saying my feelings right now is, I mean, obviously I felt that this is significant enough that I immediately, I haven't even eaten breakfast or anything. I immediately came up here to the studio because I, I started getting message after message after message about this. And I was just reading and reading, reading. And I'm like, you know what? Before I do anything else, the first priority, get up to the studio, at least try to tell everyone this is happening. Now, 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 let's not jump to any conclusions. Let's not. Let's not. I'm assuming my guess would be if you have the Sermons 2.0 app or this, uh, if you're looking at the beta.sermonaudio.com site, beta.sermonaudio.com or the Sermons 2.0 app, just keep looking at the webcast section. I would think a lot of people are going to be turning on their microphones or their cameras and they're going to be going live discussing this today. If you hear good discussions about this today um, from a biblical perspective, please don't hesitate. Email me the link, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. His, his name, Jack Hibbs. I believe it's Jack Hibbs from California. He's Calvary Chapel. He does uh, Bible prophecy updates all the time. Now, he thinks everything is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Uh, he just did a message about how we warning Christians that AI is dangerous and is going to take over the world. In fact, late last night, I almost did a broadcast to review his message on AI taking over the world because we just talked about AI being used at a church in Austin to basically conduct its entire service. AI even wrote the song and the sermon and everything. So we talked about that. So I was going to I was going to play that, but I'm assuming I think his, again his name is Jack Hibbs. I have his uh, app on my uh, mobile device. I'm assuming he'll be doing a Bible prophecy update soon is what I'm, I'm guessing. And when he does, I'm probably, probably as early as tomorrow. Um, who knows? He may, he may dedicate a lot of people. This is going to be a major significant thing for them theologically. So um, I'm looking at it more just from a humanitarian crisis, people dying, war, conflict, I'm, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm trying to be cautious, trying to warn people not to jump to any crazy conclusions. I, I look, it, tr- trust me, it's more advantageous. It's more beneficial to me as a podcaster to turn on the microphone and just go full blown sensationalism, right? I, I would benefit greatly from that, right? I would, I, I could, I could get who knows how many downloads, who knows how many streams, but I'm not, I don't want to, I, I'm not. This broadcast should never be about me benefiting from it. it. So therefore, I use whatever technique is possible. It should be that I try to do the, what I can to benefit and help you. So I don't want you tossed to and fro with every crazy idea that's thrown out there. I want you to take a deep breath and let's watch this carefully. All right. Uh, okay. Palestinian tower in heart of Gaza hit live on Al Jazeera, all right? 
So someone is, see, that's what I need people doing right there. Watching everything and looking at everything and getting information. So please, I beg you today, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, just literally fill up my inbox with anything you think is per, is, is important. Actual news reports. All right. Make sure we try to verify, 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 verify multiple sources, right? Multiple sources. And then keep an eye out. I, I, I think there's got to be some broadcasters who'll be going live um, today talking about this. And, and if you see any, let me know what they are saying and I'll do my best. To keep. I got a lot to do today, so I'll be doing my best. But I wanted to bring you all of this information. So ladies and gentlemen, on this Saturday... October the 7th, 2023, 10.38 a.m. Central Time. I can, I think, dogmatically declare that Israel is at war. We have an unprecedented level of violence currently underway. We have hundreds of people dead. We have attacks, it seems, by land, by air, and by sea. Benjamin Netanyahu has declared that it stated that Israel is at war. Reservists are being called up. We will have to wait and see how this all plays out. This may may de-escalate as fast as it escalated. It may be it may be over before we even know it. Or this may be the beginning of something that will be prolonged, and then we will keep an eye to see who else possibly gets involved. Do not jump to any conclusions. Gather information. Let's take a wait and see approach. And we'll see where this all leads. Thanks for listening. You can email me today, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And remember, our hope is not for what's going to happen here on this earth. Our hope is above. Let's look up and let's maintain a biblical and spiritual perspective during possibly what some are referring to as an unprecedented event. Thanks for listening. God bless.